Hi, Tzili. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tzib. Hi, Hi Uri Rosenhaus from Israel. Hi. Uri is a great documentary uh, filmmaker, and we, he just had uh, a four-chapter series uh, in Israel about the Israeli myths. Yeah, but the range, the range of his documentaries, not talking that he was also one of the main people in the best documentary show in Israel, which called Facts of Da, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the range... A long time ago. It doesn't matter. But the range of, <laughs> of his documentaries are which going, you know, in like uh, what's happening in an uh, underprivileged city like Lod, which has, it's a mixed city. Uh, what, what the Rambam meant for us or for the people, how if a philosopher and what I think a great man like Leibovitch is is he still relevant or not? I mean, will it, it's something else? Um, and and Uri now is very it's about, gutsy, very gutsy, very gutsy, and touch is touching the most painful angles in the Israeli culture, society problems right. uh one film after another and i admire you because for me you know i take the easy way i pick, i mean i'm intrigued by something i pick up a character and through the character i'm kind of looking you know to the things that i'm going to ask he he is doing the hard work he's going into archival footage and he yeah. has to know everything that happened in terms of let's say we'll talk in a minute about the myth Everything which he could encompass, you know, about the Rambam or about Leibovitch, it's a lot of it's research. So I oh, admire him. I want to ask you something. It just happened accidentally that uh, you showed the series at the time of the, the revolution in Israel. And it's it's really has a very different impact, I think, now looking looking back, looking forward. How do you feel about it, about the timing? Well, it's a tricky question because uh, on one hand, people said, wow, it's so relevant and, uh, and so on the, on the spot, like to air it on the, these days and times. On the other hand, I felt that maybe, you know, it has been a bit, you know, left out because everybody's on the street. But it turned out it was uh, people were on the street and managed to see it too, and and it had some meaning. But it you know, but people are preoccupied with other things. But still, it got considering the the time factor and the the time that it was aired, it got very good comments and reviews and uh, and uh, some uh, discourse and uh, you know it's uh, you. You talked before uh, about the hard work I do. You know, it's a, it's such a privilege to be able to work in something you like. I mean, it's uh, if you look at the world, there are nine billion uh, inhabitants of this world. I don't know if even a quarter of uh, half a billion people are entitled to work in something that interests. Get up in the morning and go to work in something they like to do. So I just see it as a privilege. I mean, uh, of course, it's a privilege. I agree. But you know, it's that's hard. Look at the people on the streets. You screen myth, and actually, what they're trying to reclaim in some, you know, to recapture and get back is including some myth. 
like that we yes. are a society of solidarity, that we are a democracy, that um, uh, a lot of myths are included. Yes. Well, I, I said in a previous interview that if somebody watches the four chapters of my new series, The, the Myth Machine, uh, he can get some kind of explanation to what, what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in, in, in the deep sense, this series uh, asks the question, who is, who is telling the story? Who is uh, decided what is a myth? What is forgotten? What is not forgotten? Who are our heroes? How are they shaped? Who is allowed to tell the story? And this uh, and the things that we're going through uh, these days in Israel are a collision of all these things together. I mean, uh, this reclaiming of the Israeli flag, of the anthem, of uh, is, is something that was really uh, the liberal side of Israel tried to distance itself from it for a long time. And suddenly it happened in a, in a different way. It didn't, this reclaiming hasn't uh, been uh, something like, it, like you know, it, it still denies talking about the occupation. It talks, uh, it, it denies about talking about uh, equality in, in Israeli society, but still it's fascinating. This reclaiming is fascinating. I think that the, the, this reform, the best thing that this reform did was to unite the liberal uh, camp in Israel after it was like on, you know, it was on, on the floor after the last election. Nobody thought that it would rise up to this and suddenly in three months, this thing happens that is much wider than the typical liberal left, the Tel Aviviad uh, oh, yeah. people. So that's really interesting. But I can say that I'm really happy that I managed to finish my series and air it before all this thing blew up because I don't know if I would be now in the middle of the editing and this thing would have erupted. You know, it's it's a game changer. It's, uh, you know, you, you don't experience a lot of times in your life a, a, a feeling that you were in the midst of history. And what mm-hmm. happened two weeks ago on Sunday night in Ayalon after uh, Netanyahu sacked the defense minister Gallant, right. and suddenly thousands of people, ten, tens of thousands of people spontaneously, me included, went out of their home with nobody calling them and just blocked the whole country. And it was really, you know, you, you feel the, in, in Hebrew we say, you feel the, the wings of history beating. And that was, that was the scene that you, anybody who was there will never forget it. Yeah, but don't so, forget, you know, it's one, it's not a myth. We always trusted the defense minister. Uh, I want to, you know, it's, I, I, we cannot go That's into, a kind of myth. But I grew up, of course, thinking that um, uh, Dovertzal, the, the, the military spoke. spokesman, always tell us the truth. Well, this was broken to me. It really was broken. But it didn't break my trust. So when Bibi goes and wants to fire Gallant, you know, the minister of defense, this is something that it's not only destroying a myth, but it's like all our being tell us this is wrong. But you know that as in our short history as a country, you're able to push so many facts and 
you cannot remember everything. I mean, when you watch it, you you remind us this and this and this and this and this and that. And I said, oh, that took place and that took place and that took place. And in, it's really a run through of so many things that were the buildup of the country. And I think that now it's like the roof fell off the house and, and everything jumped out. All the demons, demons you know, uh, that you were talking about. Shook up, it shook up the source and the roots and the 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 ground that we were walking on, and it's really, uh, it's really like it feels that you need to re rethink, reborn, rearrange, rewrite the whole the whole new situation. I'm not sure you're right. The, when I say we would like to reclaim, I'm not sure too. I'm, I want, we want to reclaim it now on the street, the Megillat the bill of, of uh, rights of Israel. We, we is everybody was on the street. Everybody who was on the street would like the bill of rights of Israel, Megillat Azmaut, what the country was built on, to be there. And not even to, to contest it. You know, I think it's but a very- But you're talking about our, our people. On our the people. street, it's half a million people. Okay, but- no, I look at it differently. First of all, when you talk about the series, about the events, uh, first of all, when I saw that, you know, the approach by the uh, net, uh, public television, they wanted to do something for 75 years, which is coming in two weeks or so. And I asked myself, how can I make a project that is, I won't be a slave of uh, chronology. I mean, that I'll have to go from fact to fact to fact to fact, and it will be just like a warehouse of, of, of history. And uh, this invention of telling the story through myths enabled me to go back and forth to make things that, you know, inspire each other and not be, you know, a, a servant or a slave of the, of the, of the chronology. That's, that's one thing. The, another thing that you still see that the, 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 the myth of the, of the defense, of the military, of the IDF, is the most prevailing myth in Israeli uh, in the Israeli story. I mean, Bibi firing the defense minister that drew the line. People came out, and even Likud people, and even right wing people, because that is our main myth. Our main myth lies. All Israeli culture is around the military. Is around our, uh, our the militaristic or uh, our uh, defense or whatever. This is the main myth that guides us. And uh, like you see in the chapter that deals with the military. You, you, you could see Yuli Novak, who was the uh, general manager of Shubrib Shtika. Right. She says, you can touch everything, you can touch the army. The army is holy. And it's the minute you talk against the army, it's untouchable. And the minute you talk against the army, in English, for instance, like uh, Breaking the Silence did, you're, you're considered a traitor even by left-wing people. So right. that is a very, very central sentiment that is now evolving or changing. I know all these pilots who say they're going to refuse to serve if the, the country becomes anti-democratic. All these soldiers who signed, this is something that has never been heard of. I mean, there were refusings in the past, not too many, about the occupation, mm -hmm. about other things, but never before has this uh, thing it's happened. And that, that's a game changer, really. And, and the question is, what will happen in a year from now? Where will we be? Either are we going to, you know, if this thing just dies away in certain ways and there'll be something or some kind of compromise, will it be forgotten or we'll just go on with our lives? 
or are we at this point that everything is really good, uh, going to change and there's going to be a new contract between the people of Israel? But that's state. what I mean by rewrite and rebuild the whole. Uh, but the I'm whole not sure story. it will happen. But but I think that the liberal camp in Israel is starting to think differently in in some way. But you have to acknowledge that the, all these people came, including me, even though I participated in many demonstrations. But the majority of the people who are now going out into the street every week, week after week, even twice or three times a week, leaving their jobs. They didn't do it for 50 years of occupation. And we're talking about a Jewish and democratic state. That's, that is another myth. And it's never been really democratic here. And it's, it's always this balance, trying to maintain the balance between Judaism, between Jewish, Jewish and democratic. That is the principal challenge of the state of Israel. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect democracy. And it still wants to be Jewish or Jewish heritage. And this tension between Jewish and, democrat, uh, and democratic, it's like Leibovitch said, Leibovitch said that the main thing of Professor religious Yishayal people, that a man has to overcome himself and get, every, get up every morning and go and pray. That's the main, he saw it as the ideal of uh, religious Jews. And this principle of Jewish and democratic is the same, it's, it's an everlasting challenge we didn't have a perfect state now, till now. We had a lot of problems, all which you can see in the series. Is it a democracy, a democracy for everybody? Is everybody entitled to equality in the state? What happens with our Palestinian citizens? Right. What happens with the Eastern Jews and their feelings? What happens with Ethiopian Jews or Russian Jews? And something basically uh, dropped because it's the first time that the liberal camp in Israel, the privileged people in Israel, felt that their life was under threat. Right. And the question is that with this acknowledgement, what will happen now? Will there be a new contract drafted between the Israelis and the state? Are people, will people be, will be willing to continue to serve in the army while they know that a large group of Israeli citizens don't take part in that? They will throw orthodox. Will people we accepted will... it, but now we have those extremists like Ben. If we cannot make a contract with the government when people like Ben, you know, the really extreme right, like Ben Gvir and Smo, they will not let the government do a new contract. They will not let it. It's I, okay. We can win with ben. those guys not going to the army. They can go and just go but, and make money. And, I'm and not sure. Businesses. I'm not sure. No, because you know the, the Israeli liberals are saying, listen. For one thing, we're going to the army. For another thing, we're paying, we're working, right. and we're paying, and we're keeping on our on our. Uh, we're taking on our shoulder a, a population who sees poverty as a as a idealistic a way of life. Why mm -hmm. should we carry them on our? On, now it's a very complex topics, but these are the things that maybe maybe now after this dies, all this conflict dies. And I'm quite sure there'll be an election and maybe a different force 
will think? come to power in his but oh wait the the source of the whole argument and the war in the streets is basically uh, Netanyahu's uh, trial so and all these forces that are in the government he holds them no 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 that's the main that's how it started and that's how it goes and basically all the collaborate all the the relations that he has with these uh, extreme people in the government is just to protect himself so we need to face lot of problems that to anyway we need to face but it's under his wings all the time and I'm not sure I'm not sure I think if that's will go with them he will not go with extreme no, first of all I, I would say that I would say that this whole reform this overhaul wouldn't have been born if there wasn't a Netanyahu trial he wouldn't have enabled that and right. the and the and the, and he's trying to save himself from trial but what happened since this government embarked on a way that Netanyahu in many ways was kidnapped by these people. And now they're stronger than him. They'll use it. You, you, you heard Smotrich, you heard Brangbeer. They, they got a golden opportunity to change the country in a way that he doesn't agree with. But he, he's kidnapped. Yeah. He's kidnapped. It wouldn't have, been come, have come to life if he wasn't on trial. But even if he goes now, there's still a, quite a few Israelis, about 50% of Israelis, who want to continue in this way of the reform because this reform has deep roots in, in, in the feeling of people who are not from the elite, who feel they're not represented, who feel they, can, they don't see their faces in the, in the high courts. They feel they don't have the same the opportunity like the privileged liberal uh, population have. All these things we talk about in the series. But these what things are... won't, won't disappear, Uri. And even if he will change certain things, uh, and we let it go, it, it's a mistake because these things will blow up again and again and again, and we have to re uh, to find a way how to address it. And it's very, very, very complicated. You know, we have this very engineering of the mind. Engineering of the mind. Why don't we start to engineer the minds of most, a lot of the Likuds, vote for the Likud for all these years and stay poor? They are staying more really at the bottom of society. I can't, you know, it's it's more than that because there's a history to claim for, and there's uh, years that these people uh, were deprived by the left in Israel, and their fathers and their families suffered from the Labour Party. Labor it's Party. not something that it can be taken away, and Bibi knows how how to how to ride on those sentiments now. A change is not something that is viable in a short time. You know, you have to really change. Right. The mind, the psyche. Not the psychic. You have to see that today in Bechan and in places like that, in kindergarten, children will get the same education as people get in Tel Aviv. And in Iraq and in other places, there will be a quality of chance and there will be a quality of opportunities, which do not... It doesn't happen the system, because the health system is not the same. But then it the could have the 35 years or whatever in power. Yes, but also, but also more than 30. But, but also, you have to be honest and say that the left wing in Israel, which uh, is made most of the elite, the economic elite and the academic elite and the judicial elite, we all benefited from the Likud because the Likud had a, a policy of, uh, you know, of, uh, of liber liber uh, libertarianism. 
like the Kohelet Forum and such, right, right. which is for the, for the strong people. And, and the, the absurdity is that the people who didn't vote for Netanyahu profited from his, from his uh, uh, mandate from, from the years he was in power. And the people who voted for him got fucked. Yeah. And that, that, that is the, the absurd again again. reality. Yeah, and that's the absurd reality. And now you can't, you can't talk about mind engineering, you know. Now, this thing of these, of this iliberal regimes, what's happening, I mean, Israel is one case, but it's not different from what's going on in the United States. No, it's You can not. see what happened. What Trump ha- came to power because of all these white men who were marginalized. Yeah, liber- liber- neoliberalism uh, governments and all the social networks. This is a, you know, we, we, we just, you know, we're starting to see how, how damaging all these things together are. And this is not some, this populist regimes is not something that is an endemic to Israel. In Israel, we have our extra baggage of the conflict of immigration, but you see what's happening in America? You see what's happening in Poland. You see what happened in uh, Hungary, in Italy. Now it's happening in Finland. What happened in Brazil? Yeah. It's a global phenomenon. So, and and you know, on all these social networks and all these things, these are things that are not going away. And no. we don't have we don't even have a way. You know, you have Netanyahu's son, a 32-year-old uh, guy who lives with his parents, and he's about controlling the government. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, a president in the United States that if you, in 20 years ago, if somebody would have told you that Donald Trump would be the president of the United we'll States, nobody it. would believe. It was only in South Park that he was the president. Unfortunately, so the world, even the, the day before the election, crazy. nobody believed. Well, Tell me something. Do you believe that shows, I mean, programs, documentaries, series that you are doing can change attitudes? Uh, not in a... I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, because... Uh, well, how do you get this inner strength to, to do this incredible... But I, I do think that people do pay attention. It takes time to change somebody's uh, ideas, but at least you pay attention. At least you bring an argument and you cannot just dismiss but it. But if it doesn't take people somewhere else from where they are now... I, I, it depends. Maybe it can change individuals, but I think, first of all, you have to see that the... the, the for instance, you know the the difference between what I uh, you know see as a viewer and people with my opinions, for instance, from my circles, see on the television, on the internet, and the things that people from the right wing look look at America. I mean, you look you look at CNN and you look at Fox, two different realities. I mean, most of the people spend their time watching. Programs that strengthen their own opinions. Mm-hmm. That's the most crazy things that happened. It was not America, like this 20 years ago. It was so not in this That was not like America, this. Are you at the 14? Yeah. You have a channel 14, which is BB's channel, and you have. Yes, but in America, it's completely like that. I mean, you yes. see CBS, you see NBC, you see you see only only Democrat people, Democrats speaking. You go and see what Fox. It's only Republicans and extreme and Trump Trumpists. So the meaning of change, if, if, if programs can change, I think they can change individual. I think in this way, maybe documentary has more, more power than news. But on the other hand, the whole concept of truth 
is under challenge. You know, you but can, you know, in you order can... to be to be able to change, you need to be a little bit a martyr because all these, you know, the TV programs they feed to the audience, they feed to their ideas, they cook more and more and more and more, and and I think in in first of all, of course, because of money. And uh, they need their crowd and they need money. And the other thing is they want to fill the time and they want high rating. So they basically, they change everybody's ideas by, by, by elevating or bringing people to panels and to talk about things in a way that basically that instead of bringing a different point of view, they make it worse. Yeah, but you know, but what, yeah. does, but what he does, so the networks are actually, it's almost like a propaganda. Everything yes. which is one-sided is propaganda. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and documentaries are not supposed to be one-sided. They're supposed to solve the, the complexity of the situation. So yes. I don't know yes. if we, if, if documentaries are based on the rules of drama, like, you know, any drama, that means that in the beginning I can, as somebody start to show, to see your show completely from a different point of view, and you know, a good documentary, slowly but slowly, they will join you. They will not even feel that they join yeah. your narrative and they will listen at least, at least. I, I, try, I try to give a diverse uh, screen when I make my documentaries, try to give all angles of life to the people to speak, not only from one side, from the left or from the right. But, uh, and I'm very happy this recent series, my current series, The Myth Machine, is really popular with young people, which is surprising to me. A lot of young people see it, so that's quite nice. But you think the again, Ministry of Education will take it? No, no way. <laughs> no, not with this minister. No way. No way. It's wow. considered, you know, I, I think it's diverse and it's uh, balanced, and that's the, the, like the comments we got from the media, but a lot of people see it as leftist, even though... But they don't really, you, most the problem is that most decision makers make the decisions without seeing the film. That's first right. of all. But, but another thing is, is much more uh, occupying me and my fellow uh, colleagues, people who make films, is the concept, the, the concept of truth. What is truth? I mean, today the technology has reached a point that you can, in, in the near future, you won't be, be be able to believe anything you see, because you can change people's lips and you can put oh, the anything. The AI will can. kill us. Yes. So, so <laughs> talking about truth about documentaries, I think documentaries. How can you fight it? You can't. How can we fight you, it? You can't. You can't fight it, and that's a very very big challenge for all media because people, first of all, see only things that strengthen their 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 opinion. We're very you. You know, it's a clear cut. You, you know, you see Channel 14 in Israel. You can go crazy, but people are consuming it every night. Mm -hmm. and, and people want to see, people don't want to be challenged by other opinions. People want to strengthen their, their, their whole idea, to get tapped on their on the shoulder that I'm right. It's okay, I'm right. And, you know, people tell, told me it's very nice that you bring so many opinions in your new series and people from the right, people from the left, everybody's talking. And I said, yeah, everybody's talking, but nobody's listening. And that's the problem. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the, the series brings to the stage a lot of people and gives them the right uh, or the, the, the space to talk and, and set their opinions. But the problem of our society in general, of the human society in general, is that we don't listen to anything that is not... We have lost the, the ability really to talk, to have discourse. 
we, because when we grew up, fight. I'm telling you, we had common values in the country. Some of them was really maybe, I you say, Shifat Moach, brainwash. But doesn't mean, but at least we were all brainwashed, you know, something which, which the, in the base of it was, uh, uh, we are young, we have to build a country, we have, you know, there were whatever you can say positive, but we shared it with everybody. Now, but what do we share? You share it, but, 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 but a lot of people. He's right. I share You share it, but so many people. Right. So many people felt left out. They right. felt they have to straighten. But I have it in my family also. Right. So, so it's so it's not. It's you not that I mean. Way. You know, we went to the same elementary school. We there both were only, from square there were mainly there were mainly kids like us. There so, were no Sephardic kids yeah. almost. So in so then you talk about the same thing. But it, thing. But it was also thing. a very. It was a very small country, very small country. It was a recruited country. It was now things have changed, and and I say again, all the all the you know the social media, all the things that we indulge in from day, every every minute, our our even our ability to concentrate in a film or it, it's gone. You know, you, the the average concentration span of people is forty fifty four seconds. I the mean, you, 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 is that? yeah. You're hooked to the cell phone. You're hooked to 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 you do five things to at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, you have to see. There's a new documentary out in the digital of the uh, Khan of the, our public television about the Bibi's campaign. And you see how this guy is a master of social media. How he knows to recruit people through social media. He knows the, the meanings of. He's very very sophisticated in the whole way. He managed to, you know, overtake the the formal media or the conservative media, which we're yeah. all used to watching, and get get to people through Facebook, through TikTok, in a, in a masterful way. Yeah. And Unfortunately, we don't have anybody else in Israel that uh, can do what he does. Right. But don't you think, you know, in terms of education, that because uh, the focus had changed so many times, and I think that now um, we need to focus on to teach kids how to think for themselves, how to yes. uh, develop their own inner feeling. How to but we are going back now to, to just uh, to say nine matriculations that you have just to yeah, one by heart. Well, nobody, nobody yeah. has time to teach you how to think. But but I think that there may be a hope that that if Israel is going to change the liberal camp will say, listen, we want an autonomy in regarding our education and our kids' education. We don't want religious people coming in, who are not religious personally, but with a, a religious ideology coming in to, to teach our kids. Like, like secular people do not teach in, a, in religious yeah, schools, right. we shouldn't let our children be prey right. to these uh, conceptions of religion, of national religion. We have to have educational systems. Yeah, we have to have an autonomy, and I think that maybe the, one of the I, I think the, one of the things that might be an idea is to make uh, this country, in certain ways, certain to switch like Switzerland, that will have some kind of autonomy to the different tribes of Libya. We try to live together. We're uh, cousins. We have a lot of in common, but we what each one of us has to have his space and his responsibility for his education and his, the way he. He manages his life. And I think that people here will not agree anymore that the Rabbanut 
and the religious people will re remain to control their life and benefit right. from this thing. But so first maybe we have, that to go, the we have to acknowledge, we have to go through a process of acknowledgement. Acknowledgement to the Palestinians that, yeah, they're right. You know, they, 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 they're Nagba, they, they call. You know, they had a Nagba, what, but that's, a, that's it. We cannot change it anymore, but we have to acknowledge. We have but to acknowledge. That, you wait, need but need to we redefine to... the Jewish state. Because wait, once yeah, you right. define the Jewish state, and then you have to acknowledge that there is occupation. We already, we already defined it, but we have to acknowledge also Not the so kind fast. of, uh, uh, I will say, what the Sephardic Israelis feel. It's right. What it was yeah. many years of discrimination, we, and we have to acknowledge, and then we have to. So we have to. Uh, also, we have to. It's not for Maybe us we to learn more Jewishness. It's not for us to to acknowledge. It's to accept the fact that there's a few that Israel is a country that is made of a few tribes, and the main and people I think have to decide: do they want to be part of a democratic state, which will remain with Jewish heritage? or be part of a religious state. And I think we can change it in, probably in the municipal uh, sector that will, for instance, Tel Aviv or Ramat Gan or, or places where there's a definitely a majority of secular liberal Jews. They can be from the left or, or the right. They won't be under the, of the government of the, the Rabbanut, for instance. Why do we have to uh, have a Rabbanut in Ramat Gan? They can have a rabbinut in Jerusalem, but why do we have to have these uh, Jewish laws that affect our lives? We can have a common like infrastructure, like electricity, like water, maybe security, things like that. But in the day-to-day -day life, go to the extreme. To a lot of secular Jews would like to keep the the Saturday, the Shabbos. Yes, but they do it in their own way. I think we should try. I I think the only way to survive here and to live each one beside each other is adopting some of the manner in which Switzerland deals with the, with its, uh, let's say, democratic uh, way of life. Making cantons, making a federation that cities will be uh, held, will be managed in, in order... I'm order almost crying when you talk like Religious, this. religion, I don't democracy. What? I don't you see don't it. You take, away, you take away so much from my 100% commitment to, to Israel because it's for but all. it's not working. It's one of the slides that is not working. I want to live my life. I don't have a problem that a religious person will live his life. But I don't want, I don't, or an ultra-Orthodox. I want to be with people who believe that first and foremost, we want to live in a democratic society. If there are people here, is that, that it's more important to, for them to live in a Jewish state which is not 100% democratic, they can live their life, we can live our life, we'll be in a federation, the cities will define which way they're going. And anybody who wants to, to uh, join us in a democratic state, which with Jewish heritage, which is democratic, which has a, a compulsory uh, education that everybody has to learn, uh, what we call uh, core core studies, which is mathematics and English, and people have to work, and also, and it will be open, it will be uh, democratic and social democratic that it will help the, the weak people in a, if they accept the the common factor of democratic and core studies.
you think everybody you would see you see that it will it can even happen in Israel you I know think there's no I, I don't think we can go around we can't go continue to live well, like that we marry many people, people who will tell so why Jewish state if not Jewish and why uh, and why and what's and if we want just Israel and no Jewish there's so many it raises that's why I say you have to redefine the whole idea of the yeah. Israeli state because there it doesn't work whatever we have till now definitely doesn't work and you and the question is how do you get to to a certain group of people to manifest this and to redo it because the way we are now it won't happen because no, but, the, whole, but, the whole trouble is standing on a very crooked uh, uh, problem. No, but if the liberal people here in Israel, people who believe in democracy, want to continue to live here and grow their children, their grandchildren here, they have to have basic change that will enable them for this to continue. Because if you're speaking demographically, in 30 or 40 years, what they're trying to do now with this overhaul, this reform will be much easier because the majority will be religious, will be religious and maybe orthodox, quite a few, and they have a right to live the way they, they want to live. But I think it's very hard to get the common ground and we have to differentiate between us and them. It doesn't, it's not a war. I mean, we have common goals. We'll have infrastructure together. We'll have an army together. We'll have, we won't be different, but we, it will be a federal state that which in, in, enables me or people like me to live the way they believe they have to live. And it will remain, it, it will give the Orthodox Jews a way to live the way that they live. But every side will take responsibility on his life and his livelihood. So basically what you're I, saying now, it's like what everybody said about the uh, Judah country and Israel country. So you have in a, in a way, cut Israel to two countries and each one will be in charge of its own. Um... No, it won't be two countries. It would be a federation. It would be a federation that there will be general so aspects. It's much easier. Together. It's much easier because a lot of things that we have now uh, is what you what you want. Separate educational system. Right? We don't have. We, we don't, don't have. have no. It's not religious. It's very religious. Secular it's very religious. religious. It's very religious because the people who are, I don't think that the people who manage the education ministry and deal with my kids, my as an example, but people like me, I don't want them to be religious. They are not I educating them religiously. There is almost no. No, they are. They are implementing. Uh, religious beliefs and they're implementing religious perceptions into the secular the secular education system is a scapegoat that everybody does what it wants with it they have the uh, what we call mamlakhti dati the religious and the ultra orthodox but they no also have mamlakhti they have also no, the public with no, 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 no person who is secular can teach there and we we the, the the secular system you we let everybody come in and put in their the the things and there's no humanistic there's no humanistic education in israel except for the elite who learn in private or semi-private schools and i i'm saying we need to to have a divorce as friends anybody if he's orthodox there must be a shortcut if he's Palestinian, Israeli, anybody who wants to live in, in a state which is first of all and foremost democratic, 
and you know, I, out of honor to our Jewish heritage, that's one thing. If people want the Medinat Alakha, you know, a state of of a, of, a, of you know of rel- a religious state, they can live in Breibach, they can live in, in, for instance, in Jerusalem and maintain their livelihood. But I think we have to have a separation Who's going in to order lead to, to continue to live together. What? Who is going to lead it? It will be a federation. It will be a federation. But who is and, going to to fulfill your vision? Who is going it's to fulfill like, your I, I want you Nobody. want your children to to be there, <laughs> get there. I, Not I, I think, grand, I, grand, I, grand I, I think that it will be very interesting what will happen in the next election to what will happen because we'll we'll have to do or some kind of semi-divorce or on the other hand have a constitution but we can't go on like this that in two five or ten years this these things the overall the reforms that is happening now will happen in twice as much force and you know because if these things will happen like the right wing and that a lot of people don't understand a lot of people will live will leave the country because they don't see a future now people are leaving people are leaving investments are running away People who can leave are leaving. And, and what happened in the last three months is this big surge of hope of people who thought they would, you know, would leave and suddenly they're on the streets and they feel they have a power. Suddenly they see they're not some kind of you know, pathetic minority. They're a huge bunch of people who are going to fight for their way of life. And it doesn't have to come on the, you know, on the expense of the Orthodox Jews' life. They can live their life. Of course, you know, I'm a bit extreme with what I'm describing here because there's a lot of questions that are still open. What are we doing with the Palestinians? What are we doing with the occupation? They're not even on the table. Nobody talk about it. Uri, yeah. finish soon. I want to ask you something. The last few months, the outcome, what myth you think will come out of this? We just told you. He's hopeful. Not I, in one way, in one way, I'm hopeful because I think that the liberal uh, population in Israel, the liberal uh, people here, show that we 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 have strength. That we are not just kind of poor, some we, we can't be pushed around all the time. But the power. And, and the question is, what will become of it? Will you know if it, this thing drains away, or suddenly Bibi will change course, or suddenly have, we'll have some deal in court? What will happen? So maybe in a year or now from now, will be it will be like you know COVID, like the 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 big tent movement of uh, 2011, like other like Balfour, and nobody will remember it. Or there will be a substantial st- change here. I think it's early to say, but I think that you know a lot of people said that who said before there's no future for this place. After the last election, people said there's no future for this place. I'm, I don't have anything to do here. I'm I'm a I'm a minority that get pushed around and the, and during the, they took full command and suddenly, out of nowhere, this phoenix, this Israeli liberal camp, you know, struck into life with great force that nobody predicted. I don't think, I think they were really surprised the government that this kind of opposition suddenly stood up, and it's not you know it's not the political parties. No one of of, of political leaders of the center and left can take any uh, credit for what happened. They were the last to acknowledge it. They, and, they won't, and they're not able to do anything without the people in the street that will agree to it because they're, they're in our hands. So in one, one uh, hand, I'm very optimistic. On the other hand, I'm, I'm 
it's very hard to predict what will happen. But I think that, that this is, you know, like Guy only wrote in the, the market the last weekend, this is the last struggle for us. We can lose a win, but this is the last struggle of the liberals in Israel. And we'll see what will happen. It's not optimistic for me. No. <laughs> I, would, I would have loved to join you on your optimistic... We'll call you back soon. But realistically, we're facing something much, much worse now. And... Um, We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It can we'll, eat worse let's leave it COVID. open so at least nobody can choke when they... No, but let's say, let's say it was less optimistic three months ago. It was much worse three months ago. I don't know what will happen. I'm not a prophet. I don't know. Maybe things will just... The same will be the same and this will be a scar that will erupt again. Well, on the other hand, you have to remember that three months ago, nobody thought that anybody would go out on the street. And suddenly this spontaneous movement was born and, and, you know, it gives some kind of hope. Yep. Yeah. What's your next project? I usually don't talk about my projects until they materialize. It's hard. I talk to but the you do have, But you do have an idea? Do I have a choice? I have to, you he know, always work. has ideas. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to him. Uri, thank yeah. you. Thank you so Haksamer. much. Thank you. You are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.